Metroid Dread is finally here. You've heard me talk about it for so long, it feels absolutely surreal to say. Whether this is your first ever Metroid game, or you're a veteran of the series over the last 35 years, the Omega Metroid Podcast is the place for you. Hosted by myself, Andy Spiteri, and Code Alaski, Omega Metroid offers definitive rankings, theories and speculations, analysis of games inspired by Metroid, detailed area discussion, and so much more. We invite all Metroid fans, new and old, to take your love of Metroid to the next level with the Omega Metroid Podcast, the best and only weekly Metroid podcast on the internet. The Omega Metroid Podcast releases every Tuesday and is available wherever you get your podcasts. We hope to see you there. See you next mission. So I am just living my best life. <laughs> so I have, so I have a ton of work to do, like like extracurricular work, like not day work, but I've been doing a ton of work in the last uh, couple of months here. And yesterday, I was just like, you know what? I am going to do absolutely nothing except for play Pokemon Go or not Pokemon Go, uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus, <laughs> which is actually funny because that game reminds me in a lot of ways of Pokemon Go. Yeah, it really does, actually. Um, but uh, we're gonna do like a full breakdown on that on that game coming up here quickly on the Champions Cast, actually, um, because I I have a lot of thoughts, but like, what a blast! This game is is just a a blast. Like, I I feel like I haven't been this into a like an open world game and, and it's like pseudo open world, but like, you know, but I feel like I haven't been into something like this in, in a really long time. Maybe not since like Mario Odyssey or like uh, games of those ilk. So it, it's a, it's a blast. Yeah. I am having so much fun with it. It's, it's just a lot of fun. I like how I like where the formula Pokemon formula is going. I, yeah. I think this is really good and I'm loving it. So yeah, I can't wait to talk about it in detail. Yeah, definitely. Um, the last thing I'll say before I move on, but like, this is definitely the the blueprint for how Pokemon should just be. I yeah. think going forward, yes. it's it's kind of like the taking the concept of the wild area from Sword and Shield and like making it better and more more rewarding in some ways. But uh, yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, talk about that in a few weeks' time. I I have to imagine that you're farther ahead than I am, Al. I mean. I don't know. I spend a lot of time just running around catching every Pokemon that I see, so I might not be. So I have, I just got the fourth, um, oh my god, what are they called? Like the Lord Pokemon. Yeah, I only got the third, uh, yesterday, so. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, well, uh, maybe, maybe I spoke too soon, but yeah, I, I was gonna say, I feel like I spend a lot of time running around catching Pokemon, but maybe not that much. But you also, I saw Miss Aletha, we're going like full on Sherlock Holmes trying to find those unknowns 
in this I game. I did, yeah. I um, Okay, so I was sitting here. This is so dumb. But <laughs> I was sitting here, and I was like, oh, they have clues, and they're in unknown. And I was like, okay, I kind of know what these letters look like. I'll just guess the words. And so I guess I guessed, like, the majority of the clues, and I'm pretty sure I did pretty good. And they're really helping me actually find all the unknown. I at least have, like, ten now. So, so – when you say that, when you say they're an unknown, they're in like the unknown language. Like, so it's yeah. written with unknown. So it's, yeah. it's awful. To see. I looked at it once and I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I, and I, I stumbled like... across one, only one. <laughs> I feel like once you kind of get what the, the little letters look like, you're like, okay, this is pretty easy to, cause by the end I was like a master at reading these. What do you think about this, Al? What do you think about this? How about you so <laughs> send me your notes, <laughs> okay. and then I'll just say that I found them on my own. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How about that deal? <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll get into this uh, in a couple weeks. But yeah, just a just a blast. A really, fun really fun time. Um, we are we are here today to talk about love, but before we get there, we should talk a little business. Because uh, in the video game world, we saw a major acquisition in the form of Sony purchasing Bungie, uh, the former, uh, I guess you'd call them the creators uh, or developers of Halo, um, and kind of a, not exactly a tit for tat, because obviously the Microsoft Activision deal is far larger and more significant, but uh, Sony has Bungie now under, under their roof, and that means that a lot of Destiny players, like my buddy Dak, are uh you know might have to just be playing it on playstation in the future so pretty uh another pretty big industry move and apparently there are more industry moves like that coming up where um you know studios might be acquired by larger studios and of course the the gambit was on saying that like oh who should nintendo buy now that the other two have bought people so interesting times in the video game world yeah i mean like like we were saying I it could be a good thing it could be for the best but at the same time you kind of get the Disney vibes where Disney's out here trying to monopolize you know everything we love about media <laughs> and now it's yep. kind of happening in the video game world so I don't know I don't know what we're getting at but I guess we'll just see um well one thing that I know that we'll see is the Champions cast taking on Omega Metroid in <laughs> a Zelda versus Metroid trivia contest so I was uh, I was sharing with Samantha my list of questions that I have for the Zelda side, and uh, I, t- dude, I was reading these off and I was just like, "Whew, is that too mean? Like, should I take that back?" Because uh, no, I don't think anyone's gonna be able to get that. But then I was like, "No, actually, I'm gonna make the next question even harder." So it's this is gonna be a, a brutal a brutal experience for you guys. I'm gonna just slice and dice these questions at you. I don't know if you're gonna be able to get them, but. I am looking forward to watching you guys struggle trying to outwit me on this super show. That's going to be a great time. What a sentence. What a sentence. Like, I am looking forward to watching you guys struggle. <laughs> I mean, what can I say? You know, heel spateri. Um, <laughs> and let's just uh, go ahead and say it now. So if you have plans to watch the Super Bowl on February 13th, uh, don't worry because you don't have to pick between our show and the Super Bowl. We're going to be streaming uh at about what do we say about one o'clock my time yeah um so that's going to be noon pacific Mm -hmm. and three eastern and we're going to be doing our thing it'll probably be an hour and a half or so of uh some fun trivia stuff leave you with plenty of time to go and uh, get some beer get some snacks and get your super bowl party 
going on. And uh, yeah, we look forward to, uh, you know, just to, to having a fun day that day. Yeah, exactly. It'll be a lot of fun. I'm excited. All right. Well, Allison, the uh, the calendar has officially rolled over and it is now the month of February. By the way, quickest January ever for, yeah. for some reason. Yeah, it was. I thought it was going to take forever because of how <coughs> much I was anticipating Arceus. So I I was very surprised. I was like, All right, uh, oh, geez, it's already the end of the month and I'm playing this game. And yeah, it was a very quick turnaround month there. <laughs> I I smile every time I hear you say Arceus. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh man. This is so dumb. <laughs> uh yeah, we'll we'll table that talk for, for a couple Another weeks. Day. <laughs> um so the month of February is now here and two things. First of all, that means that it is Black History Month, and if you are so inclined, you should go and check out some of our diversity in Zelda articles that we have over on ZeldaDungeon.net. Uh, a lot of really great content there. But that also means that it is the month of valentine's and the month of love and uh we have a a fun little little uh spicy episode here for today we are going to be ranking all of link's love interests throughout the legend of zelda series this almost feels to me like uh like a gossipy kind of an episode maybe it is maybe that's why i'm kind of like thinking that this is going to be fun and uh uh not slanderous but uh there's another word that uh, is very celebrity-esque that I feel like this show is going to be that I can't think of now. But I am uh, I have a lot of opinions about this topic, actually, about who our <laughs> man Link should date and who he shouldn't date. So I'm, I'm ready. I'm fired up. We've got a list of all of the love interests throughout the series. And Allison and I have, uh, have compiled a list of our own. So I'm thinking, Al, maybe what we can do is we'll go down the list uh, chronologically, and then we can just kind of say where our like respective love interests ranked along that list. Does that sound good to you? Yeah. Or do you want to just like go like my last place is this, and then my second last, and blah blah blah. Let's let's do your first option. That way, at the end, we can both give our own our own individual definitive list. I thought this would be difficult to definitively rank together, just because we have differing opinions. So, I think doing it the first option and then having our own list read off at the end would be great. Okay. Um, so in a very apropos uh, turn of events here, uh, there are by my count 14 love interests that we are going to be ranking, which, uh, which is very nice because we have, uh, well, I was going to say 14 days till Valentine's day, but it's a little bit less than that now, but you know, you get the idea of the, the, the number of symmetry there so <laughs> let's uh let's get it started here and i get you know you had some honorable mentions that we should get out of the way and i also wanted to say that i i didn't count anything from the nes games or link to the past in i just don't think there's anything there for like a, a love interest i think that you get a kiss from princess zelda in one of the first games but to me that doesn't cut the mustard so that doesn't uh, it didn't ring on my list so we did not include that yeah, um, and my honorable mentions were from Hyrule Warriors, and we just decided not to include them because of, you know, the the debate whether they're canon or not. But I really like Lana. She's super sweet, and I think that, you know, that would be a cute relationship. And then, of course, there's Sia, which would be a very toxic, horrible relationship, but <laughs> you never know. So just wanted to give a shout-out to Lana and Sia there really quickly before we got to our, our definitive list hypothetically speaking if lana and sia were included in the list where might they rank if, if now mean, our list was 16 instead of 14 
I probably see it at 16 just because of how, I mean, wow. yeah, she does kind of have a little bit of a redemption, but the way that she loves Link is very just toxic and controlling and, you know, so I would be like, oh, I don't think that's ideal. I don't even think, like, that he would be in that relationship willingly. And then for Lana, she'd probably be more middle of the pack just because I think, you know, her her love of Link is so strong that it separated her from Sia and she was able to help him you know, defeat herself, essentially. So she'd be kind of middle of the pack for me. Okay, well, that's fair enough. Let's get it started. Let's rock and roll. And uh, let's start off with a big one. So the first, I think, like, real, real love interest of Link is a strong one, I think. A very strong one. And actually breaks in the top five of my list. And that is Marin. Um, and Marin, of course, you meet on Coholand Island in Link's Awakening, and it, this is like a more, like a like a subtle love interest where like you can tell that she's into Link and and but like she's into Link because he's different and not from the island, and she longs to leave the island, so he kind of represents something that she's always wanted, and uh, you know they have they do have a a few nice moments here and there, but I mean the most absolutely iconic scene between these two is them sitting on the beach watching the ocean watching the seagulls and Marin saying that she wants to to fly away and leave one day uh just a just a absolutely fantastic scene and like you know Marin pops up here and there uh in the game as well you can you can help her with this and that I think she's on um Telltale Heights at one point but you know that that really is the scene and the interaction between them that really sells the whole uh you know the whole romance or implied romance between them um, it's also funny when you pick up Marin and it's like link has Marin now as like when he gets an item so that that's a little bit of a uh, good relief but yeah this this is a strong one i think because it's one that um like a lot of these on this list is just not meant to be and of course the uh you know you go throughout the game and that's why i think link's awakening is actually such a spectacular game with such a spectacular twist ending i think because the game builds up this connection and relationship between you and marin that makes what you have to do at the end of the game like a lot harder and a lot more humanizing and, and it just it's a fantastic romance i think and uh, i think all of that stuff goes into it for me so i ranked this al at number four okay all right um that makes me kind of feel bad for my ranking of marin and i mean i i think that marin is very sweet and that their relationship together is very sweet but i just had a very specific reason for ranking her so low and i tried to imagine them you know actually having a relationship together and how unhealthy that would be because she basically doesn't exist so <laughs> i mean link would be you know forcibly staying in this you know, this realm that isn't his, that isn't even really real with a, kind of a make-believe person. And I just don't think that makes for the healthiest relationship or life for that matter. So I ranked, I ranked Marin at 10, unfortunately. It's kind of oh. sad. But like, like I said, it's not because I don't like her or don't think that they would be a, a, a good match. It's just not very healthy. Um. Okay, so... So we're kind of, so as this list goes on, we're going to reveal, and I think that we've revealed some already. So you have some inspiration in your list behind how these guys would be as like an actual functioning couple. Mm -hmm. um, I, I actually didn't take that road. I just kind of took like their interactions and stuff and and their chemistry and, and how I perceive them and said like, could these guys have a nice run together or something? Um, 
so I, I took everything up to the point where like they get together and then after that it's kind of like you make it what you will like, yeah you're on your own now go fly yeah um <laughs> so yeah there we go all right well there's a there's a huge uh, gap between our lists already here let's see if we can if we can keep that gap uh widened with our next one here uh, and this one is a personal favorite of mine again ranking quite high on my list but we have link and syria so i went first last time al take us away with where you had these two on your list okay so i definitely have saria a little bit higher on my list um i think that their friendship is very wholesome and heartwarming in the beginning of ocarina of time i mean throughout ocarina of time to be honest it's just you know link is kind of the outcast of the kokiri and she like you know she defends him and she's there for him and she sticks up for him and all that um goodness and when he leaves you know she's really sad she's like you're leaving and i always kind of knew you would but i'm really sad here take this and you have this memento for her from her for the rest of the game i mean yeah you do kind of change the ocarina a little bit but you still get a song from her and you're able to talk to her in a way so I think that they have a really strong bond, so I put them at six on my list. Okay, I put them at three, actually. So this is a, a top one for me, and obviously, like, it, it's like kind of weird because they're they're kids at the beginning of the game, yeah. but uh, you know, what, if we're just going with this fantasy world or whatever, I, let's just look past that. And Link is an adult later in the game, and Saria or Saria is also an adult, but she, you know, they're they're still kids or whatever. But if you can get past that. I do think that this is strong and it's again one of those like really really kind of tragic tales where like you know obviously these two could have been uh a lot more than they were maybe should have been a lot more than they were but they both had destinies that just like would not allow that to be uh, where both of them have their part to play and those parts take them on divergent paths and i always thought that that was really sad and i i will never ever ever forget and it still gets me every time but after you finish the forest temple and the screen goes white and she's just like, Saria will always be dot, 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 your friend. And to me, that was always just like so sad because it was like, that's all they could ever be because of this destiny taking them on their different paths. And so that always really stuck with me. Um, I, I always really liked that. The scene where where Link leaves the forest is, is very touching. And uh, it always kind of gets me too how like, she gives him this ocarina and he just kind of slowly runs away without kind of acknowledging in any way. Um, the whole thing is just a, it's a very sad tale. So I, uh, I think that these two rank high for me in just, you know, in terms of the emotion that they can, that they can craft. So yeah, number three. Very nice. I like it. All right. Well, let's stick with Ocarina of Time for the next little bit here. Uh, and let's talk about Link and Malin. So this, to me, this is a nice middle-of-the-pack uh, romance. I have it ranked at number seven. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think that this one has, like, the same emotional weight, maybe, as some of the other ones. But, like, it's kind of it's kind of one of those ones that, you know, an Ocarina of Time does this well, where they establish that these guys are friends as children, and then they come back later as adults, and there's, you know, maybe a little bit of, of chemistry there um malin is is very spunky as a kid and kind of a a nice like juxtaposition to link who is obviously quite stoic and then when you meet her as an adult it seems like they're you know life is just kind of wronged her and, and a lot of that spunkiness is gone but she eventually gets it back when you free lawn lawn ranch so you know i i think that this is just like a nice 
little little story it, it doesn't it's not too hefty it's not uh you know for for me it's not like uh uh the same emotional triggers as the other ones but makes you know makes you smile whenever link and malin are talking together so um what number did you put yours at i had it at number seven that's right okay so i actually have this one pretty high and it's more so because I see a lot of potential with it more than what we've seen with it and my reason being is like Link goes through a lot in Ocarina of Time you know he's a child that kind of gets thrust into this war and it's his destiny sure but still he's like he went from oh I don't really fit into this village to saving the world and and then he was like locked away for seven years and when he came back like nothing was the same his world was in shambles Zelda was gone. The Kokiri didn't even recognize him anymore. And then he had to go through all this stuff to get to the end. He lost his friend Navi. And he either, you know, got shucked back in time or didn't or whatever the timeline does to him. And I just feel like he goes through so much. And if you think about him getting kind of shucked back in time and being able to actually live a life after, you know, going through that instead of being shut away for seven years and whatnot and having to do all this stuff he gets to live a life i just feel like he would want a very simple humble life and i think that malin would give that to him and i think that is so cute and so sweet and so <laughs> i have that ranked as number two actually i just think holy it would smokes be, i just think it would be really good for him after going through that whole ordeal and all that turmoil you know uh okay well, i can i can see what you're saying you know if they were an actual functioning couple you know, I I could guess. I guess I could see that. Link w- wakes up early, works the ranch. Right. Malin uh, does her thing with the cows. And Talon would just be the best, like you know, father-in-law. It'd be so cute. I'd love it. Uh, okay, you know what? From that perspective, it could be pretty good. I I think I needed to see more out of those two together as adults, though. She was, you know, she has obviously went through her own little bit of traumas there. So mm-hmm. maybe she needs to come out of her shell a little bit more and. Link didn't really get her out of his out of her shell a little bit more. So. And you know what? If him going back in time and them being able to get together, you know, and have that life, she wouldn't go through those traumas. Well, you got me there. That's true. So, there you go. Romance. Okay. Well, so you have it at two. I have it at seven. Let's finish up Ocarina of Time with <laughs> one of the... So, I have this actually kind of low, but I still think that this romance is fantastic. And, of course... We are talking about uh, the Zora Princess, Princess Ruto. What is it with Link and Zora Princesses here, by the way? <laughs> uh, what do you What do you got, Al? Take us away. Okay, so I put Ruto at seven. Um, I, I think their relationship again. I'm I'm talking very functional and literal in mind, so I just think that their relationship wouldn't be the healthiest. But I do think that she does care about him a lot, especially you know. Uh, he saves her life and so she's kind of a brat but then she's like wow he saved my life and i kind of love him so i'm gonna give him this gem that my father said is basically like proposing i want to marry this guy and you know and then she grows up and she still harbors those feelings for him and again it's kind of one of those things that like you were saying with saria they couldn't ever they weren't ever meant to be and maybe that's kind of sad to her because she knows she's like there's somebody else waiting for you and it's not me so it's kind of sad but it in a sweet way so it's not like it's not like the worst relationship and it's not the best so i kind of just put it smack dab in the middle at seven okay um so i i'm gonna kind of echo what you said 
where, uh, you know, it's, it's similar to Saria in the way that like they could have been together, but destiny just does not allow it. But I, I just think that it was, it hit a little bit harder with, uh, with Saria versus Ruta, which kind of makes this one feel a little bit lesser than, so I have it a little bit lower. I have it at 10, but I will say that I'm looking at my list and I'm going from number six to about number 10. All of those could almost be interchangeable depending on, you know, the time of day, right? Okay. Like all, of, I think that all of those ones are, are really solid. And then my list kind of drops off number 11 down. Um, but yeah, I, I think that one thing that I do like about this romance is that Ruto is like just very different from a lot of Link's other love interests in, in a very positive way because she is kind of a brat and she does have like a strong personality. And I think that when when typically you look at this list of Link's love interests, it's just like you can kind of check down the, the list and say like, okay, super, super shy, sweet girl. And I, that's kind of the, you know, that's kind of Link's type. Whereas uh, Ruto is a little bit more in your face and I like that. <laughs> so uh, I even though I have this at number 10, um, I don't think that it's actually one of the the worst ones. I, I think that it's it's a really strong uh, romance and and one that's uh, you know like I said very different from the other two that are already in Ocarina of Time. So I think that it was important that this one is different. But man, that destiny just uh, just keeping people apart. Destiny Sad. is a B. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> all right, so let's talk about our next romance here, and I have a soft spot for this one. So I ranked it, I bet you, a lot higher than you did. Uh, so I'm talking Link and Rosa from Oracle of Seasons. And Rosa is a uh, Sabrosian who lives in Sabrosia. And everybody wants to date her. And Link eventually gets the chance to go and date her. And you kind of recreate the iconic Marin Beach scene with Rosa, except you're on, like, a, a beach in Sabrosia looking at, like, lava instead. And it's kind of cute because, like... She has this secret key that she opens all these doors with, and after it's done, she's like, I had so much fun, ah! And there's not really much more to it than that. It's kind of played as just kind of like a gag of how Link gets to go on this date with, with this Subrosian that all the other Subrosians want to date instead. But I, I have a soft spot for this one. It just makes me smile. I have it at number eight on my list. Even though, you know, this one, I dare say, is not meant to be either. Um, I, I like it. I, re- I do. I um I think the only reason I have it so low and why I don't think much about it is just because it was so like low on my memory like it just is so low on my radar that I didn't even remember this was a thing for some reason I just played these games last year so I just didn't remember this bit like almost at all <laughs> until you gave me your list and I was like oh yeah okay so unfortunately, she's just at, she's just kind of sitting at twelve for me. Um, it's just unfortunate. I just don't really remember the connection. Oh man! You know what though? Even twelve isn't that bad of a spot as we'll get into next here. But uh, <laughs> I, there's something about I, I think it's because you recreate the Marin Beach scene that, but it's like in a funny, different, quirky way. Mm-hmm. I, I quite like that. So and she follows you around and it's it's cute and her she's got the ribbon. I I think it's cute. There you go. Um, all right, take us away with our next romance here. <laughs> also, two people that maybe aren't necessarily meant to be. Two people that... I'm sorry, did you say the name? 
I, I didn't know. I was going to say, because I forgot the name, so I was going to let you go ahead, but uh, I can say it if you want. Go for it. So we have, all sticking with the Oracle games, I forgot about this one, but Allison was good enough to let me, uh, or to remind me of this romance. We've got Link and the Maku Tree from Oracle of Ages, and you see the Maku Tree as a sprout, and then she grows up and has a crush on Link, and it is very cute. I mean, okay. <laughs> so I, again, this is just the functional of the of thinking about it. I put Maku Tree at the bottom. I mostly just remembered her as a <sighs> I knew you were going to say that because I know who you, you have on your bottom. Um, I, I mostly just thought of her as a joke, thinking, remembering that she's a tree that's in love with Link. And I was like, she's a tree. She's, she's a tree. So... <laughs> I was just like, this isn't an ideal lovinger. It's not a healthy one. It's not even one that's in the realm of possibility, in my opinion. So I just, because of that, the lack of functionality whatsoever, I put her at the bottom. But her crush on Link is a bit cute. It's just that she's a tree. You gotta look at the chemistry between these guys. She's a not tree. Every, not everything can be if you know. How would they be if they got married and raised tree children? <laughs> these guys have. A oh, certain no. chemistry that I think is is cute, but yeah, I have her at number twelve, so <laughs> it's not much higher than yours. But it is funny. It's a it's a nice running gag that this tree is like in love with Link. It's great. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, poor Maku tree. I, I hope she finds love one day if in the form could, of like, another tree. If she could find magic to transform herself into a person, I'd have a different, or even like even Azora, I'd have a different opinion. But she's a tree unbelievable all right let's go over to uh to our next one here and we got link and tetra from the wind waker now i uh i'm gonna maybe ruffle your feathers a bit here but i have this one quite low in fact i have it at number 11 and the reason for that i think is that i i just bought these guys more so as friends versus anything else um but also i i feel like for me this romance just really completely falls off a cliff once you get to the point where Tetra turns into Zelda. Like, that pretty much just kills it for me. And in fact, that pretty much kills the character of Tetra for me because she's basically, like, almost a completely different character versus the kind of engaging, spunky pirate that we've grown attached to over the course of the game. So those two factors, to me, really just kind of... I don't know, dissuade me from buying into this potential romance. I, I also think that, like, again, this, count, this sounds weird, but, like, I think that the graphical style of The Wind Waker just does not, like, present itself to me in a way where I'm just like, oh, these guys, this is a romantic game. And then, I don't know, maybe it's just because everybody looks like a bobblehead, but it, <laughs> that doesn't help either, the graphical style. And then you've got, yeah, that, that transformation that just completely, I don't know, just none it didn't work for me so i have it at number 11 what that cartoon that cartoon style didn't sell you on the romance between the what's her face and <clears throat> mo the moblin you know what good for them <laughs> but no um i think the only feather you ruffled here is just that that her turning into zelda ruins her character as tetra because i think she bounces back just fine but i also actually have tetra at 11 because i just Oh, it, it's just hard to see. Um, maybe you're right. Maybe it's a style. 
Maybe it's the fact that they're literal children, both of them. And I know we can like look that past too. That. Yeah, we could look past that for other things in other situations, but for this one, it's just kind of hard to. I also kind of see them as like like friends they grew up in the same neighborhood and they'll always be friends but it doesn't just it doesn't when they be go, get older it doesn't become more than that so i i th- see them as like you know adventuring best friends and they uh tetra's kind of b- a bully sometimes and link he kind of just puts up with it but they care about each other and they'll save each other and that's just kind of the extent of their relationship in my mind yeah it, it's it doesn't have the same like They'll always be just friends in, in kind of the same way that Sari and Link have that no. tragicness to them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. I thought that you would rank this one actually a little bit higher. I actually didn't even think of Tetra until you brought it up for the show. So. Well, I, and I was trying to think of, like, the Wind Waker characters, and I was like, okay, uh, uh, Errol is his sister, so obviously that's a no-go. Uh, and I don't really think that there's anyone else in that game other than Tetra. And I was like, that's kind of a stretch to me. Yep. Uh, speaking of stretches i didn't have this one on my list but allison insisted that it was uh put on the list we have link and midna where do you have these guys al so i just have them at nine just because like i wanted them on the list doesn't mean i like hardcore ship them or think they're very good love interests but i do know that people are very like adamant about these two out there so i just i felt like keeping them off the list wouldn't really be fair so I, um, obviously this is more so for Link and, like, Twilight Form Minna, and they do seem to have a chemistry at the end of the game. I think it's also pretty implied in the manga that they have, uh, a good chemistry. So, I just feel like they don't have the best start to their relationship, but they do very much grow close and to care for each other a great deal. Like, even to the point where Minna's, like, tragically breaks the, the portal that can connect them so that they can see each other but she knows better and she knows like this is what i have to do and i'm gonna do it because i care about him and i care about zelda so i think that they do have like a deep bond it's just not you know relationship material in my opinion so i put them at nine okay well i have them at 13 out of 14 and i have that because i think that there is like zero like like zero indication in twilight princess that there is any like ever any kind of spark of romance between the two i know that some people out there say that there is but there isn't i'm sorry it's not there and if if it was implied in the manga the manga then guess what i'm also sorry but that doesn't matter uh because the manga is not canon the manga is just something that kind of happens in a very small select number of people even know what happens in those uh in those comics so that doesn't count either. I think that there is like just zero chemistry between them. Um, I'm not really a big fan of Midna the character. I think that she's not she's not really my favorite character. Um, and you know, I just don't see I don't see it with her and Link. Um, and and you know, to me, like this was a relationship very much in the same vein as Zelda and Link in Twilight Princess, where it was like all business. And there was, like, zero, like, chemistry between them as well. So, and we didn't include Zelda from Twilight Princess because of that reason. And I didn't include Midna on my initial list because of this reason as well. So, I think that that this is, uh, you know, one of, the, one of the worst ones. But 
It's not the worst one from Twilight Princess. We'll just say that. <laughs> I have a feeling that the debate in the in the Discord this week will be giving Andy examples of actually how much chemistry these two characters have. Oh, dude, someone's gonna give me an example where, like, in this last cutscene, and like for the if you pause at the three fifty seven to three fifty nine mark, Midna looks at Link with her two eyes in a vertical position, indicating a subtle interest <laughs> that. It's like, get out of here. Oh Come on. Oh my God, Andy's the Terry. Okay, moving it's just, on. It's just, there's nothing there. <laughs> and that one, but it's still better. It's still better than number 14, the last place love interest. If This will be last place until the end of time. If there was a love interest in Triforce Heroes, it would still be better than this. And that, of course, is Ilya. This is the absolute drizzling you-know-what. This, like... This is just an awful, awful romance. Uh, first of all, Ilya just scolds Link <laughs> through most of the game. And I think that they're actually supposed to be, like, officially boyfriend and girlfriend, right? Like, there's not... Oh, I, I, think I, it's I an, never knew that. I don't think so. Uh, I, I always kind of thought so, or at least it was, like, very much implied that they were... Uh, anyways, so she just scolds Link throughout the game. She doesn't really do much. She doesn't add anything to the story, uh, except losing her memory and getting captured, which is incredibly annoying since you have to go and, and like, recover her memory. Um, her character model is absolutely hideous. Uh, you know what? To be fair, though, as are most character models in Twilight Princess, <laughs> so we, we'll try not to hold that against Ilya. Um, I just, like, there is zero chemistry between these two. I think that she is just, like, just the worst every time i see Ilya, i just want to be like ugh, and, and turn away turn the channel off even though i'm playing a video game um she shows up in that ridiculous cutscene with the the interloppers and dark link and it's it's just horrible it's horrible stuff it's a horrible romance there is what's the opposite of chemistry do you know do you know the answer to that question no <laughs> i don't i don't either i'm like uh i'm thinking back to high school no like, is chemistry. it physics yeah, like whatever, whatever, like dark antimatter is the opposite of chemistry. That is what Link and Ilya have. This is it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. And um, she doesn't even play a critical role in in the game, which not all your love interests should. But I feel like for like your main love interest, just it's horrible. I could keep going. I won't. So horrible. I feel like Ilya was supposed to kind of be like the spot of Saria in twilight princess because you know twilight princess kind of mirrors a lot of ocarina of time and i think that Ilya was supposed to be that role like the saria role of twilight princess but i didn't feel it i like like at all i didn't get it and you know it's clear that he has um you know that he cares about the kids in that village that he cares about Ilya. but for some reason all i could think when i'm playing that game is is why how i i don't know the history and it just feels very forced. Like, when he sees her again for the first time after everything that's happened, and he's, like, you know, shocked, and he wants to say something, and he knows her, and she just kind of turns away. I still didn't even feel that. That didn't even feel sad to me. It should have felt sad, and I didn't really feel that. I just think right. it's 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 not, like, it's not like Ilya is that horrible. Like, I, <laughs> I just don't get the same feeling as I do when you see Link with Saria, or if Ilya is supposed to be, you know, his wholesome kind of like future uh you know in that village or like the farm like like i was saying with melon 
I don't even feel that either. So it's just I feel more so for Malin than I do for Ilya. And so I put Ilya at 13. It's because when you see Ilya, she seems like she hates Link. Right? Like she she constantly is yelling at him for, for roughing up Epona. Even though Link does not do that in this game. Like literally ever. She's, she's got his finger in his face and she's yelling at him and her dad. And it's like, dude, what's your problem? This horse is fine. Like back <laughs> off. I think she, I mean, I think the emotions that were supposed to be uh, portrayed is that she was concerned, but she doesn't know how to express her concern. So instead she lashes out, you know, kind of like a, a six-year-old who's like, I like a girl, but I don't know how to, I don't know these feelings. So I'm going to push her around. Well, there's a great interest if I love interest if I've ever seen one like a six-year-old I'm just saying that you know there are emotions there it's just she doesn't it's just not accurately portrayed all right so check this out do you want to know what wordhippo.com defines the opposite of chemistry chemistry being (laughs) the opposite of natural liking for and understanding of someone or something there are a few choice words here that I think are really uh, on the money repugnance (laughs) is one of them Aversion, aversion, disgust, that's a, that's detestation, oh my god, <laughs> abomination, oh my god, abhorrence. All of these describe Ilya. I feel like pretty well. I think aversion is just the the better word. The rest are harsh. <laughs> oh man, so yeah, that's that's the bottom of the list. And if you like, if you like Ilya, well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but it had to be done. Al, let's let's go over to something a little bit more positive here. You can take it away. Give us our next big romance between Link and Zelda. I mean, if we're moving up in games, I think we're at Skyward Sword now, right? We're at Skyward Sword. Link okay. and Zelda, yeah. I'm going to go a positive one. I really like this one, and I think you do too. It, it has a it has a special place in my heart. I think it's sweet. It's kind of funny and goofy, but I think it's really sweet and cute. And that's Beatrice from Skyward Sword. I think that I think that she has this just this young girl crush on him. At first, she just she doesn't, you know, pay any mind, but he keeps coming back to the shop and she's like, "Oh, he keeps coming back to see me. Like, is is does he want to see me?" And really you're just dropping off stuff and like could obviously care less. He's off doing very important things right now. <laughs> but Beatrice in her own little small town, her own little world is just like, "Oh my god, he loves me. I love him too." <laughs> and I just think it's really sweet and you know, again, it would be one of those kind of wholesome like hometown relationships instead of going off and you know saving the world and being the hero you just kind of get to have a more simple life and i think Beatrice would be a good fit for that so i put Beatrice at five okay well i was actually i was gonna go for lincoln zelda but you went Beatrice first so i'll, I'll stick i was Beatrice. gonna save zelda for a little bit later <laughs> okay um i have Beatrice at number nine but like oh. i said i feel like seven to ten could all be very interchangeable so I, I quite like Beatrice too, actually. I, I For everything that you just said, I think it's very cute. I think it's like, something just like cute about how she doesn't, she's not really into Link at the beginning, but like, she's just like, okay, well, like he must like me. So I guess I'll like him back. And I, I don't know. I just, I felt like that was cute. It reminded me of high school, which is, I feel like kind of the, uh, kind of like the whole premise behind this, this mini romance is like the high school crush or whatever. So yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that it's very cute. I don't really have much more to add, but, uh, I will say every time I play Skyward Sword and do the Gratitude Crystal side quest, I always have it where, uh, Link goes and he's like, I love you, Beatrice. Let's keep it a secret though. 
instead of breaking her heart. I never oh, do that. But that's Can't a do lie. That. Well, yeah, but I mean, I, I just, I can't, I can't do that to Beatrice, you know? Hmm, poor Beatrice. Do you, do you break her heart when you play? I do, because I'm, I'm honest. I rather, I rather something be ripped off like a Band-Aid than drawn on and, you know. Oh, man. And of Th- course, this is a video game, so it's like those, not the Those are the words, <laughs> those are the words of someone that ranks the Maku tree dead last <laughs> on their list. Unbelievable. She's a tree! <laughs> Trees need love too, Al. Oh my God! <laughs> All right, take take us away. I wanted you to to queue up the next one here, so we can talk about Link and Zelda. Okay. From Skyward Sword. You want me the to the big go? one? Okay. I want you to go. Yeah. The reason I wanted to save it is because it's my number one slot. I just feel like they have the most chemistry that I've ever seen of any love interest in. Uh, you know, in the Zelda series. And that's, um, I mean, that's not saying a lot because there are other, you know, times where he has much more chemistry, or not much more, but, you know, chemistry with others. But I just feel like it was very, uh, it felt very natural. They grew up together. They were going to school together. Everybody knows that they're really tight. They're really close. In fact, Bruce is very jealous of it, you know. And he's like, he's like, you know, everybody knows that you, you need to stop bragging about being so close to Zelda, which Link doesn't do. He's just standing there, you know. And so even others, you know, feel that relationship for them. And then when she, you know, gets taken down to the surface, he is so hell-bent on going to save her. And it's cool that she gets to do her own thing in the meantime, that she's following her own destiny while he's following his. So it's not just a you know, damsel in distress kind of situation, which I love. And and then throughout the the entire story, they keep having these connections and mingling. And then that one scene, that super heart-wrenching scene where she, oh you know, locks God. herself away to keep Demise uh, at bay for thousands of years is just so heart-wrenching. And you could just see how much it's breaking him. And they just have the best chemistry and potential for relationship and setting up you know, Hyrule and all of that. So I just, I feel like they're the number one slot. Yep. I have them at number one as well. Uh, for, for all the reasons that you just said. But I feel like Skyward Sword really does a great job of establishing, like, Zelda, the character. And maybe it's because she's not, like, a princess in this game where she's a little bit more relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, just like... The, the shots of these two at the beginning of the game just go such a long way into establishing that connection. Like, them them flying their loft wings together, or them at the top of the goddess statue. And, like, it when it looks like Zelda's about to, to kiss Link and she throws him off the statue. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the bond that these guys have is absolutely fantastic. And the scene that you described where Zelda goes to sleep in that crystal is the best scene in The Legend of Zelda. Bar none. I think it's the absolute best um, because man, that scene just hits so hard. And like, there's a specific line actually where Zelda is kind of realizing her destiny that she is in fact, the reincarnation of the goddess Hylia. And she's kind of slipping between both personalities. And, and it's quite sad because in, in most of that scene, Zelda is talking to Link as Hylia and then she breaks through a little bit and it's the same Zelda. And she's just like, I know that I always wake you up, but this time, can you wake me up? And and I think she calls him sleepyhead. And dude, that just like, Oh my God, that crushed me. I was just like, ah, get in that, break the glass, get her out. 
Yeah. And it's, uh, it's it was rough. so it was so good. That scene was so it was so emotional. Um, I was I remember being in my first apartment. I I actually had a buddy over when this scene was happening, and we were just hanging out watching Zelda. I was crying. I was trying not to cry. He's trying not to cry. We're both looking the other way, like, ah, dude, it was so sad. And then at the end of the game, you know what this finally gives you that almost no other romance has given you is a happy ending. You get a happy ending, which is so nice and refreshing. So it's totally plausible to imagine that Zelda and Link stayed on the surface and like, you know, did their thing and, and created this new world. So I, I think that that, you know, make as much as I love a, a tragic story as well, it is nice to see like the happy ending or whatever at the end. So for all the reasons that you said, this is also my number one. Great, great, great storytelling. Yeah really is i and you know what i um i look forward to um you know seeing breath of the wild zelda a little bit and maybe this can maybe i can just segue into our next one yeah let's do it okay so breath of the wild zelda i think that they also have really great chemistry and that the feelings in their bond it i don't feel like their bond is quite as strong yet as skyward sword zelda and link but i i look forward to the potential of it becoming stronger in Breath of the Wild too, because they have more time together and hopefully more time that we can see because obviously they spent a lot of time together in the past, but we only see little snippets of it and it's obnoxious. Um, and so I, I look forward to their bond growing in the next game and being able to see more of a connection and have more of your, like your heartstrings kind of pulled at just like uh, Skyward Sword Zelda does. So I have them at three because they already started off with good chemistry and they have a lot of potential. Uh, yeah, I have them at five and I, I mostly agree with you. I think that, um, I think that they did a good job, like kind of establishing how they kind of, uh, or like how they started to like each other or why they started to like each other, particularly with Zelda. I think that actually like the breath of the wild Zelda, I know that she gets a lot of hate from a lot of people, but I think that she's like a really, well-developed character in that you you can understand why she resents link and why she just doesn't want this guy around and then you know when you see the transformation and you see her slowly start to admire link i think that that's good storytelling um so yeah this one i i feel like it's unfinished which is probably why it's not as high on my list and obviously it is unfinished so you know that's not like a, a big claim or anything like that but yeah, I, I think that this is number five for now. I'm interested to see where it goes and if they... Because I feel like Skyward Sword was the first time that they really overtly were just like Link and Zelda are like romantically involved. And so they kind of sort of did that in Breath of the Wild, but I feel like they did hold a little bit back. So, you know, we'll see where it goes. But for now, um, I have them at number five, but I, I think that there is definite room to to go up that list. Yeah, I, w I would I would agree with that. All right. Uh, okay, so we've got what do we got? Two more. So let's let's power it out. So let's start off with a with a nice fun one as well. So let's go with uh, Link and Paya from uh, from Kakariko Village, and this is this is very reminiscent. I feel like of Beatrice and of Malin and of Rosa and of Ruto and all of those like all of those ones that I kind of had lumped together. So I had this one at number six. But I feel like if you looked at Paya, Malin, Rosa, Beatrice, Ruto, you could almost like mix and match those one at 
at any point in the list. Like it's almost like all of them are tied for six in a way. But yeah, I, I feel like this one is another just like fun little little crush that Peya has on Link because he's this like strong hero that's that's helping you know uh, save the world and you can you can read her diary and it's pretty funny and uh and you know there's not really much more to her but i just think that it's simple it's cute it's uh, makes me smile so there yeah i would i would agree that it's just you know it's kind of just simple it's sweet and uh she kind of has this little crush on link that you know develops over time that you keep running back into the village or link keeps running back into the village and it's it's cute but it's not it's not as substantial to me as some of these others so yeah i kind of put her in the middle too at eight um again it's not the worst thing um i don't feel as much of a connection as i do with malin so i that's why i really like malin and i I just think she's cute pie is cute but that's it that's there's nothing more to it than that yeah there's not really much more that you can say other than it's cute and you know what she she might have the opportunity though to appear in breath of the wild so or breath of the wild 2 rather yeah true true story so we'll see where that goes um because yeah she man and also i feel like uh her her and young chic or young impa rather from um from age of calamity are like basically the same person so they could read like they could almost just reuse that model or make her fight or something i don't know but it'd be cool to see her do more all right let's get to the last one here link and mifa i'm curious al to see where you have these guys i mean i when i thought about it i'm not and just so everybody knows i'm not huge into like the shipping kind of stuff so like i know this is such a big ship so and i do have her high and it's mostly because of how much i think she cares about link and so much so that she is willing to give him up for like because she knows that zelda cares for her and he cares for zelda like her feelings are that strong that she knows she can let him go so that's kind of why i put her as number four so as much as like I don't really care if they ever got together or that thing. I just, I care more about how she feels, how hard she cares for him, that she's willing to make those tough decisions. Okay. I have her at number two, actually, right behind Lincoln Zelda from Skyward Sword. Um, And I've seen the criticism where it's like people are, uh, they call her, what is it, like waifu bait or something like that. But I feel like there's like a legitimate good connection between these guys. You see a lot of the, a lot of the scenes of just them and it's like fairly obvious how much Mifa cares about Link. And actually I I don't know if I would agree in saying that Link cares about Zelda in that same way cuz I I think that he did care about Mifa and he he obviously cares about Zelda but I feel like maybe in a way where it's like I want to protect you because you are a princess of destiny. Um so I I do feel like if it was just like a straight up like one for one and all things being equal that like maybe Link and Mifa would have been the couple and like Link and Zelda would have just been the, uh, you know, the business relationship. I don't know, but this is another one that just ends in tragedy. Um, I do really love, there are some scenes in age of calamity and breath of the wild where you can sense a little bit of friction between Zelda and Mifa. And I think that they do this really well. Cause it's not like a typical caddy love triangle kind of way, but just in a, in a tasteful kind of competition way, because they both might have feelings about the same dude. And uh, yeah, I, I, I just think that it's very believable. I think that uh, it's very honest when you see Mifa like healing Link and making him Zora chain mail and doing all that stuff. Uh, when she scoots closer to him and that picture is very cute. 
And I, and I think that it's also like has a tragic ending as well, uh, which, you know, kind of all mixes together to make it a, uh, a pretty high romance on the list. So I, I know that some people out there don't like it, but I really do. And I think that it is uh, a top tier Zelda romance. So yeah, number two. There you go. There we go. All right, should we uh, should we run through our list and then I have an honorable mention that we did not okay. uh, go to. So, let's hear your list, Al. Okay. So starting at fourteen and going to number one, I've got the Maka Tree, Ilya, Rosa, Tetra, all these us, <laughs> <laughs> Marin, Midna, Paya, Ruto, Saria, Beatrice. Mifa, and then number three is Breath of the Wild Zelda, number two is Malin, and number one is Skyward Sword Zelda. I can't believe Malin is that high. Wow. I just um, like the idea of it. I think it's really sweet. Well, hey, it, it is very sweet. All right, so my list, uh, dead last place is Ilya, Four, 13 is Midna, 12 is the Maku Tree, 11 is Tetra, 10 is Ruto, 9 is Beatrice, 8 is Rosa, 7 is Malin, 6 is Paya. Five is Breath of the Wild Zelda. Uh, four is Marin. Three is Saria. Two is Mifa. And number one is Skyward Sword Zelda. So there is one romance that we did not talk about. And I think that it unironically is like a top tier romance because there is a ton of chemistry. And that is Zelda animated cartoon Zelda. Link in this show and Zelda in this show. So Link, I know that you hate Link in this show because he is—he's kind of a—he's kind of a creep. He's a little bit slimy. He's—he's uh, kind of a dirtbag. But I think that him and Zelda in this show have like absolutely great chemistry. Um, there's the fantastic running gag of like Link always is trying to get a kiss and something always happens to prevent it. And sometimes Zelda is also like incredibly bratty and also kind of a bag. But other times she's like very much into Link's machismo shtick. And so like it's just it's a very funny, very of the times, you know, late 80s romance where like I just I I just have a soft spot for this scummy version of Link. Oh, my God. Uh, I, no. <laughs> and well, it's, it's like it's so funny to think of because like, you know, at this point, you only had one Zelda game where Link didn't have a personality. So it's just unbelievable to me that like a room of writers were like all right, we need to have our hero have, like, somewhat of a personality. What should we make him like? And they're just like, I know, let's make him, like, a scummy womanizer. <laughs> that's that's our hero. Oh, my but God. But I do think that there are moments where these two, uh, <laughs> you know, these two have, have nice little moments, but their their chemistry and, like, the bickering and stuff, it's, it's great stuff. It's good TV. I can see, you know... And it's usually this way with characters like that is when they're not trying is usually when the chemistry comes out, when they're not trying so hard. And it's like, it's just like, just let it play out, man. You don't have to be a sleazeball all the time, you know? But, I mean, I get it. I, I do think that the cartoon has some charming moments and that some of the bits that Link does and says are hilarious. But I just, that that bit of it, I just can't handle it. I'm not a fan. Uh by the way, by the way, uh, speaking of love interests from the uh, from the cartoon, Sprite the fairy is also a love interest of Link, and she loves Link and doesn't understand why he wants to always be uh, smooching with Princess Zelda, <laughs> and so she actively is like 
always like talking smack to Zelda in the show, which is hilarious. Oh my god. She's just like, oh, I'm way better than her. And but she's like this little Tinkerbell fairy. It's great. It's it's honestly it's great. So yeah. Uh well there it is. There's our list of uh of love interests ranked in the Legend of Zelda series. Uh I don't know. I, I think that I don't know if there was any like huge hot takes, maybe the Midna hot take, but uh, I think that our list was was pretty good, pretty, uh, pretty, like, you know, consistent with uh, maybe some of the more prevalent theories and, and rankings out there. I think so, but I, 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 I would agree that with that, and I just think that it was a good thing we did our own list, because I think we would have been fighting over some of these placements, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know that I, there's anything on your list that really uh, I, I don't like. I mean, I can't argue for the Maku tree, I... I think that uh, Malin's a little bit higher than I would have had her on my list, but you know what? You made a good you made a good case for why she's so high on your list, so I wouldn't have, uh, you know, I wouldn't have poo pooed on that. Oh well, I mean, there's that at least. I'm eager to see how other people have their list, though. Yes, I can't wait for somebody to send me like one obscure piece of text in the the manga that was only had one print and then went out of stock for why Midna and Link are oh soulmates God. or something like that. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, send it, uh, send it over to us. Make sure that you are coming over and hanging out with us on the 13th of February, one day before Valentine's Day, uh, and, uh, spending your, spending your day with us. And we're going to have a, a great show with the Omega Metroid gang. It's going to be a lot of fun and, uh, there's going to be, there's going to be some cool stuff and maybe even a surprise or two for you guys along the way. So, uh, make sure that you're tuning into that. Uh, so 12 PM Pacific time. That's when that's going to be going down. It's going to be going down on the Champions Cast Twitch account. We're bringing it back. We're bringing it out of retirement. So make sure that you're checking that out. Uh, in the meantime, uh, check us out over on Twitter at Spateri316, at Allison Aletha, and check out the Champions Cast wherever you get your podcasts. Like and subscribe. Tell that Zelda fan in your life. Uh, that's it. That's all. We'll see you back here, man, for the big show next week. Until then, everybody, take care. <laughs>